Hello, hello guys. This is Renata from Nourish with Renata. And today is a really special episode because I get to interview one of my most amazing friends who is literally creating a huge impact on this world. And that is the wonderful Karen Stanley. How's it going, Karen? So great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so blessed to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. I can't wait to share all of your wisdom with the world because Karen is an incredible RTT and I want her to go into really what that is. I do believe there are some people that don't know what this is and this can be a really impactful tool in your health journey. So Karen, go ahead. Yes, RTT stands for Rapid Transformational Therapy and it's a method created by Marissa Peer. So some people may not know what RTT is, but they may have heard of Marissa, the incredible woman who utilizes hypnotherapy therapy to change the habituations of thoughts, feelings, and actions. And Renata, you and I talk about this all the time. Our actions are created from our thoughts and our beliefs are just thoughts that we've repeated over and over and over again. And so it, it just ends up being a habit. But a lot of times we struggle to change the thoughts um, from limiting and negative and things that don't serve us into thoughts that will create the powerful mindset, the love, the calm, the peace, and the joyful life that we were meant to live. And that's why I'm so excited to have learned and been studying hypnotherapy and specifically RTT that utilizes such a powerful tool to help people with really just free themselves not free themselves. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> create freedom, which it is, but you're freeing yourself. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just the guide. And um, I've just seen so many incredible, wonderful transformations from people suffering from anxiety or depression or fear from you know change or uh, really, I like to, I like to explain it as what is the desire that you have the most that's put in your heart right now? Something that you really want to create. And then what is the one thing that is keeping you away from creating that dream, that goal, that, that feeling, that life, that reality. And then that is what we can work on. And the results have been amazing. Oh my goodness. Okay. I cannot wait to dive into this because you know, Marissa Peer, as you mentioned, is an incredible woman and author and the person that trained you in this incredible therapy. So I wanted to ask you, what exactly is hypnotherapy? Because that might sound a little scary to some people. It does. It's what the funniest part is, is that before I had heard of Marissa Peer and even knew that she was training therapists, I had never been hypnotized. I had never done it myself ever. And I didn't even know what it was like. I just knew she was getting incredible results and I wanted to learn it right away. And that was the beginning of last year. And I just, I like to think of it as being in a relaxed state. So hypnosis allows your brain to get into a theta state, which is the same state it's in when you meditate or you're in real deep, thoughtful prayer or those moments where you're feeling really present and you're writing in your journal or you're sitting on the beach and you don't realize that 25 minutes just went by. You're just relaxed in your thoughts and really focusing on the waves. It's a very similar feeling and why we all feel so relaxed 
on the beach. It's a, it's putting us into hypnosis, whether we knew it or not. And so hypnosis is kind of a scary word because you think, oh, those Vegas performers and they're going to make me, you know, quack like a duck or bark like a dog. I'm going to be completely out of control of my own actions, which is so Hollywood. That is not reality at all. And what it does is it just gets our monkey brain out of the way, our conscious mind. Our conscious mind is completely distracted. It's constantly going squirrel. <laughs> oh, oh, shiny thing. Oh, I got to check my phone. I got your notifications. I've got my to-do list. I've got my uh, responsibilities for the day. I'm never going to finish everything on my list today. We all have those monkey brain thoughts. I like monkey brain because it's just like every all over the place. And then we get distracted 24 seven. And so when we allow to just slip right underneath the conscious mind, we can get into the subconscious because especially for habits and thoughts and beliefs that we really want to change that we know are keeping us from creating the joyful life that we deserve. Like, I know we want to talk about weight loss. Um, we know that consciously or subconsciously, we have a thought and a belief about a particular habit. So for instance, one of my clients had, uh, when it really came down to it, she felt the need to fill up extra time, waiting time with snacking on something. She knew it consciously, like, I don't need chips right now, but her subconscious was saying, I'm waiting for my son. I have 30 minutes to kill. I don't have anything to eat. I don't have anything to do. She felt this, this urge to go get something to snack on. And she knows that chips weren't healthy. That was the first thing she would grab or grab some pretzels or grab some, whatever it was. Right. And she found it very difficult to change the thought and the belief in the action to like, why am I getting chips? Wouldn't you just not have the chips? Well, it's programmed from a very young age, usually, and we're not conscious of it. So I love to try to explain the feeling of hypnosis into then you can slip underneath the conscious mind and get into the subconscious mind and understand the reasons why, what is the core reason, the, the purpose, the function of those established neuropathways, the established thoughts that you keep having over and over again, those established beliefs, those very well-trodden paths that we've been going down for years and years and years and years, decades and decades probably. And how do we, then once we understand them, then we can let them go and then install the new, powerful, wonderful, joyful beliefs and thoughts that serve us to create, easily create good, the good habit that we're trying to create, not even necessarily a habit. But when we think about it that way, every thought is a habit. The thought that makes you feel the way you feel, whether it's good or bad, whether it's joyful or sad, whether it is serving you or not serving you, it is just habitual. And so when we turn off the monkey brain, we turn off the subconscious, the conscious mind, and we get to come into the subconscious mind fully relaxed, fully understanding. Our conscious mind says, no, 
it's, it, it, you know, I, I have to have that, or I, I need to go there, or I need to feel sorry for myself. I need to feel guilt. I need to feel fearful because I, I, I have this picture in my brain of what it looks like. And I like to give the analogy of smokers versus non-smokers. Everybody knows that smoking is bad for your health. Everybody who smokes and everybody who doesn't smoke. Everybody knows that. So why would a, a person be compelled to inhale a cigarette when they know that it's bad for their health? They all know that, but what is it? You would have to be, you would have to be full of thoughts and images in your mind that smoking is a benefit to you. It helps you with uh, fill in the blanks. It helps me relieve my stress. I have to have it because I, um, that's how I go to sleep at night or I'm nervous about something. So it calms me down. And in the reality that your nicotine is actually a stimulant. So mm -hmm. the beliefs and the thoughts that are creating that action are not even true, but they are so strongly in your subconscious mind. That belief is so strong. I need this to relax. And so when you ask a non-smoker, hey, do you want a cigarette? They go, no, I'm not a smoker. They don't even think about it. They're, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, not a smoker. I don't smoke. And therefore they don't have the thoughts and the beliefs um, that, that compel them to believe that a cigarette is going to benefit them. Hmm. So all of our, all of our ingrained beliefs, we have, they have served us at one time. Yeah. When we're afraid of trying to think of something that are fearful, uh, maybe you have a phobia of bridges. Mm -hmm. Um, probably there is a reason why there may have been some scene that you witnessed some kind of accident, some kind of, and even if it wasn't real, it was in your brain. There was a picture of your brain that's that bridges are dangerous. Maybe you pictured uh, your son falling off. Maybe a child, you know, got to the edge really super close and had an almost, uh, maybe you saw it in a movie. Maybe uh, a car went off the side of the road at some point in real life or in your imagination or in a dream. Therefore, you believe that bridges are dangerous. And so you hold on to that picture. You hold on to that thought. You hold on to that belief. And so that creates a physical experience when you come up and you find yourself up coming up next to a bridge. Whereas another person would be in the same car with the same person, even at the same bridge at the same time, and just think it's the coolest thing ever and drive right by and look at the river below and think it's so beautiful. And wow, this bridge, how do they even make bridge? And they would be curious about it. And that's how powerful the brain is, is the things that you have thought or seen is the pictures in your mind, make it either scary, not scary, wonderful, horrible, joyful, fearful. Mm. So I like to explain it that way. And then in hypnosis, when you're able to understand the, where those pictures came from, where those thoughts came from, and then you're able to let them go because your conscious mind is out of the way, then you're able to install the new, new beliefs. And it's such a beautiful thing because I have experienced so many of this in my own, in my own, as a client at my own sessions, I have another one today because I feel so good 
I feel so relaxed, so calm and so peaceful. And I'm changing the previous thoughts that would cause, you know, whatever it is. And as we go along, we all need a little bit of help. We all have things that pop up and we go, hmm, why am I feeling that way? Why am I not, why am I feeling scared? Or why am I feeling a little anxious about um, something that, you know, has come up that didn't come up six months ago. It's just here now. Um, and it's really helped me. And as I'm working with clients, I, I can see the physical change. I can see the shoulders drop. I can see the aha moment go, oh my gosh, I totally understand why I feel that way. And then they go, that belief doesn't serve me anymore. It's not even relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end of the session, I create a recording. Then you're able to, and it, which starts in getting into the relaxed state, getting into hypnosis, and you listen to it every day in between sessions so that you're just strengthening, strengthening, strengthening the new beliefs. And so the old ones don't even, they don't, they don't feel, you don't feel an attachment to them anymore. They start to become something that you used to believe or the person that you used to be. And you go, wow, isn't that interesting? That used to really cause me some suffering. Wow, that used to really cause me to X, Y, Z. It really used to cause me some kind of angst, you know, in my life. And it just doesn't anymore. It's a freaking miracle. And I love it. Oh my gosh. Ah, there's so much goodness there. I want to dive into specifically the client that you spoke about with her habit of the chips. And I really resonate with this because I I've joked about this before that like, if there were a bag of chips within like a five mile radius, like I would just instantly know where they were and I wouldn't be able to stop eating them until the bag was empty. Right. So I think, yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people can feel the same way or have felt the same way about whether it's chips or cookies or something to that effect. So I'm really curious because you spoke about getting to that root core belief for that particular individual. Are you able to share what did she find from doing this work with you? Yes. We'll call her Mary. She, we, once we got into hypnosis, um, your mind always knows the root cause And so while you're in that relaxed state, your mind is brilliant. It already knows what it is, whether you remember it or not. And I would say 70% of the scenes that come up in my clients in hypnosis, 70% of them say, I don't even remember that happening. And the mind knows that is exactly the root cause. I took her to three scenes and I thought this was really really fascinating and that all three of them had to do specifically with chips, not even food in general. Um, A lot of times it's a traumatic event that you're witnessing an argument or uh, you're, you're developing feelings based on the experiences that you had, you know, growing up. And one of the scenes was at a family outing. Her parents were uh, going through a really hard time financially. And she, but it was a family gathering. Everybody had brought food to a park, you know, tables full of snacks and food and everybody's sharing. But when she walked up to have some chips, her father said, don't eat that. We don't, we don't have any money. We don't have anything to contribute. So we don't, we, we, I don't want you taking anything away from this. And she was jolted by it because it was like, well, but this is my, our family. Like we're all, we're all in one family. We're all here together to 
you know, eat and have fun and talk and drink. Um, and the, then she realized that the, the chips themselves, it wasn't about the chips. It was about the belief that she had hardwired into her brain that that was something that she couldn't have. She couldn't, she didn't deserve. She, it, it made her dad uh, disappointed in her. It made her dad upset. And it was just so fascinating to see the realization that these things, she said, I, once we were done with the session, she doesn't remember that at all. It's not like a significant traumatic scene. You wouldn't cut, you wouldn't ever think of that ever being anything significant, but your mind knows that's what created the belief. And that's where we're, that's where we're getting at the belief that you don't have any control. You don't get to decide what you eat. Somebody else decides for you. I see that with so many with, uh, with weight loss and anything around food and, and drinking so many times the belief has, is underneath at the core is that we don't have control. And so it's almost as if it's a rebellion mm. and I can really relate to that because we had very strict rules. When I was a kid, uh, the belief or the, the, the tradition of my family was you weren't allowed to have caffeine, no coffee, no soda. And I remember that being the, one of the, you know, 900 things that were forbidden in my brain. It's 900 things. Of course it's not. And as soon as I got my independence, I got my own job. What did I do? I went straight to the gas station and I got a 94,000 ounce Dr. Pepper. Isn't that funny? And you think of all, some of the things that we don't, we're literally subconsciously doing and I did it for years. I drank soda by the gallons for years. And it was this subconscious belief that I couldn't, somebody was telling me to do, I didn't have any control over my life. I didn't think of it that way. I wasn't going to, you know, the circle K to fill up on Dr. Pepper because I'm like, screw you, dad. I just, yeah. I was just, I wanted to go have soda. I love soda. Obviously there's 9 billion grams of sugar in it. So then I'm addicted to it now. And, but all of that is subconscious. And so once we discovered where the beliefs came from and there were other specific scenes that had to do with the belief, not the chips, the belief that she did not have control over what she was allowed to put in her body. And then obviously that's your small child brain trying to navigate through those things and trying to decipher all of these things that happen in our lives. Well, you're just seven, you're just six. You can't understand that. But now as a beautiful, amazing grown woman, now you go, I totally understand that. I get why I felt that way. And now of course I have control. Of course a beautiful, amazing woman wants to fuel her body with nutritious, dense foods that are giving me energy and giving me love and giving me my the, the, the perfect weight and the perfect feelings of energy and the sleep that I deserve. Of course, chips are for kids. Chips, that's a kid's food. And so that's what's so powerful is that on a conscious level, we all know that we don't need chips. We all know that ice cream is not going to get us to our goal. We all know that cookies, albeit freaking delicious, we, all, I mean, hello, 
we know that that's not giving our body the fuel and the energy and the love that our body needs and deserves. And so hypnosis allows us to just understand that and let that go. And you go, oh my gosh, I want an apple. And it's literally what happens. And this specific client, I keep following up with her. She's lost weight. She doesn't reach for the chips. She literally hasn't had one chip since her session, her one session with me. And it's not me. Again and again and again, I say it has nothing to do with me. This method allows people to be free of the thoughts and the beliefs that cause the actions that don't serve them and don't serve their bodies. And they don't want anymore. They want freedom from it. Mm. And it's allow her to feel so good, so in control, so powerful and not even reach for them. She doesn't, she doesn't reach for them once. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. And for all of that to occur in one session, like that blows my mind because for so many people, they think that change can't happen in one call or, you know, three months or in a year, but for one session to have that profound of an effect, that's huge. It's huge. I mean, I get goosebumps all over my body when I talk about this. I, when I, I, I have seen it over and over and over in my lot, in my own life and with my clients how once we understand it's the understanding is the powerful part understanding in hypnosis allows us to go oh my gosh and you just have this huge epiphany and then you install the new beliefs i fuel my body whatever it is the recording is specific to the client hers was obviously i fuel my body i make amazing choices i decide exactly what I eat. I just, I'm full control. I can eat the chips if I want. I don't say that in the recording. (laughs) (laughs) We throw away those old beliefs. They're they're no longer even relevant anymore, but we keep reinforcing, keep reinforcing. And I like the analogy, the, the installing, the reinforcing, the new neuropathways, the new beliefs and thoughts that create the new patterns and habits when I was a kid, we had a bunch of acreage. I think we had five, maybe three acres when I was a kid in, in Virginia. And we had this huge patch of wild blackberry bushes, this massive amount of blackberry bushes. Well, if anybody's ever been around in blackberry bushes, they have thorns everywhere. And so, yeah, we could pick the ones on the outside of the patch, but we couldn't get into the inside of the patch. So we would take these huge, massive boards, just like flat boards that are like 12 by, you know, one inch, not two by four, it's the wide ones. Mm-hmm. And then we would put them in front of our body and we would literally walk behind them and just go, and we'd lay them down. We'd crush the blackberry bushes in our paths so we could walk through the patch and we could pick all the berries on the inside. And so I like to think about that, those paths that we currently take, or we like to release into the universe. We like to change the current pathway. Maybe it is reaching for the chips. Maybe it is um, really going into fear. Maybe it is feeling that anxiety, feeling that you have, um, you're just scared and you're sad. 
that's the path that's already been trodden so many times. And so that's over here. That path has already been worn down. It is dirt. It has been, uh, it's been traveled a thousand times. And when you, in, when you let go of those, of that path, the path is still there, but you're over here with your boards. And every time you listen to your recording, you're laying a board, you're walking it again. This is the path you choose. That one's over there. But over time, there's a couple more blackberry bushes that grow. And then over time, another, a couple more blackberry bushes grow and you go further and you go again, the new empowering belief that allows you to have the new amazing habit that's fueling your life and making you feel amazing and making you feel joy and calm and peaceful and, and the great choices with your food and all of the other choices that you want to make. It gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It's more trodden. It's more well, it's more boards. There's more, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper where you don't even over time, you can't see that other path because so many bushes have already grown over it. It's disappears completely. And that you never choose that again. That is the, that's, what's so mind blowing about it. I told that analogy the other day and to one of my clients and she was like, Oh man, that really makes sense. Cause that's how I visualize it in my mind. Mm. I literally visualize myself as a seven-year-old putting down boards in the blackberry bushes so I can reach the berries on the inside. (laughs) I love that. That's a beautiful analogy. It really helps so much. And I, I think that I love what you shared too about, you know, in specific, the root, the core belief for Mary was I'm not in control. And then to have that understanding now in both the subconscious and then the conscious mind that you do have control, that is empowerment right there. Because when you were six and when you were seven, you didn't have control. And mm-hmm. all of our well-meaning parents were, were doing and saying things that they, that they're doing what they believed. They're passing down our, their thoughts and their actions and their beliefs with everything that they say, beautiful, incredible, doing the best they can parents with all the best intentions. And they're not even aware of their own thoughts and their own patterns. Um, And then you can also understand like just that in that particular example, why her father felt so much guilt and he felt like, you know, a loser himself. He wasn't a good, Mm. he wasn't a good father. He was having, he was, you know, a financial crisis in which they couldn't even bring groceries to the family gathering, Mm. couldn't even bring a bag of chips. Can you imagine the angst and the, and the embarrassment that that poor man was feeling at that moment in his life? Mm. So of course he's going to, passed down unknowingly, unwittingly with all the best intentions of mind, his embarrassment, his guilt, his depression, his angst over his, his own personal circumstance. And therefore as a six or seven year old, you, you create that same belief. You feel it, you see it, you believe it, you create it. And it's not even yours. That was Mm -hmm. his, but you didn't have control. Because you don't have control when you're five. You you are in control of what your parents say you can do and, and what they do and what they believe and what they mm. what they feel. Um and that's that's what's so that's what's so beautiful is that we also 
sometimes we hold on to some of the, some of the resentments from things that we remember that we wish were different about our parents yeah. or childhood or our events, other things, man, you know, you, you really wish that it would have been different. If I, if this hadn't have happened, some of the things in our conscious brain, some of our memories from when we were child in our childhood. And also uh, the other miracle that I didn't realize this was going to do for myself and for clients it allows you to just release those resentments because you also understand that those beliefs came from their own trauma, their own past, their own uh, generational um, trauma and beliefs that yeah. they, they were passed down to them. Mm. And whatever it is they were going through at that, that one time that that one scene occurred, it makes total sense. And my favorite thing that Marissa says is that everything you do makes perfect sense. Of mm. course, you're going to think that way. Of course, you're going to believe that way. Of course, you're going to reach for trips, chips. Of course, you're going to want to have that ice cream. Of, of, cor of course you are, sweetheart. Of course you are because of everything that you've been through, of all the scenes that you had, all the beliefs that were instilled in you, all of the things that you witnessed and you're trying to process as a five-year-old. You couldn't possibly process as a five-year-old, a six-year-old. Mm. So everything you do right now, all of us, it makes perfect sense. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And I think just like you said, that helps to release so much of that resentment, so much of that guilt when you understand where these things came from. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to abide by them in the future any longer. And it's such a feeling of release because now, you know, and you can make different, more mindful choices moving forward. Beautiful. And it's not even hard. You know, we, we, sometimes it's weird, I know, but it's not hard anymore because instead of trying to force a new habit on upon ourselves and trying to create a tool or a notepad or an app or a book or a journal, or, I mean, obviously I still have my morning routines and my journals and, and my tools and strategies that I love that help me, you know, keep on track and keep focus. Um, whatever it is that you're working on that you have, you know, felt like you've understood and let go and been able to install the new beliefs the old habits are no longer, don't have a hold on you. They don't have that same pull. They don't have that same desire. They don't have the same benefit. Mm. Releasing the benefit that your negative um, limiting beliefs and actions had on you. And so when you no longer believe that there is a benefit, you no longer want them. I remember there was a, there was a time where I could, there's no way I was letting ice cream, you know, go. If it was in my fridge, I had to make, I had to make sure I didn't buy it. Mm. Um, there's no way I could have, um, not eating, not eaten chips. I mean, I can totally relate to all of it, not eating soda, not had, you know, caffeine all day long. Um, not had the whole pan of brownies. If I made brownies, mm. I, I, I would eat the whole thing. Because why? Because I believe there was a benefit. They're delicious. They're warm. This is our, the roommates are gathered around. This is a special occasion and I'm full already, but I have to have another one because they're going to be gone. Mm. I, I, I won't, I, I don't have this. That's not available to me tomorrow. Right. Um, and if I don't have it right now, then the, uh, then the specialness and the, the sweetness and the comfort that I believed it gave me is going away. 
I have to, I, I, it's no longer, it's going to be gone. I won't have any more. And this is special. You got to have it now. I got to eat it, finish it. Mm. Um, and I remember how painful that felt. I didn't yeah. want to eat it. I didn't, I knew I was stuffed. I knew I wanted to be, I wanted to donate some weight to the universe. <laughs> I like, I like saying that because you lose weight. I heard someone say, if you lose weight, you always find a way to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Yes. <laughs> so I knew I wanted to donate some pounds in the universe. Um, and I knew I didn't want those extra calories and that extra sugar and mm. stuffing my belly even further. And I remember the thoughts and that those, those beliefs that it was going to go away tomorrow, that I had to have it. This is my comfort. I, this is giving me benefits. Um, once your mind no longer believes that it's a benefit, it's not hard. Mm. And I don't have those cravings anymore. Like I don't, I have other issues. <laughs> <laughs> we all so do. Not tomorrow. <laughs> of course we do. Of course we yeah. do. And um, so that's what I want. That's the other thing that I didn't understand until I started this journey is that it's not, it no longer becomes a force. Other no longer becomes a, something you have to make yourself do. Um, it just allows you to be freedom of the benefit that you thought it was creating for you and your life. And then it's, I don't want to say easy. It's not a cure. It's not necessarily easy, but when you decide and you realize that it's not, there is no longer a benefit, then you no longer want it. Mm. That's yeah. incredible, right? Yeah. And what I feel like you're saying too is, you know, once you have that awareness, once you have that understanding and the feeling that you have of the shoulders coming down and the release of the old beliefs, it's also allowing your nervous system to just regulate itself. It's, you know, releasing all that stress and fear and tension that you might have held because of these like beliefs of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have this tomorrow. I need to eat as much of it as I possibly can today because my fear is I'm not going to get another meal. My fear is I'm not going to get another one of these things again. But when you know that you can at any time now as an adult, be able to provide for yourself and, and make those foods again, then, you know, not feel that sense of urgency and stress your whole body, your whole nervous system just has that opportunity to breathe again. And That's so I love that. Excellent point. That's exactly what it does. It, it calms your nervous system and takes you out of that fight or flight all the time that we feel like we're constantly being attacked at all angles, uh, raged with um, uh, voices or beliefs or demands or messages and distractions, like I said at the beginning. Mm. And then it allows us to have those deep breaths, which is kind of funny. I was giving the smoker analysis, the smoking actually, yeah. it's the, it's the calm they get is actually from the belief that they feel like it's going to be, make them calm. It's actually from the breathing, the taking in mm. the deep breath itself. Yeah. Then nicotine is such a strong, such an addictive chemical your brain says, oh no, it's the cigarette. It's the nicotine. I have to have the nicotine, but, right. and then you're addicted to it. Your brain is addicted to it, but you're right. When you relax the nervous system, when you calm the nervous system, then it allows you to feel that relaxing feeling and it allows you to 
with more ease and more love and more calm and more patience with yourself allow you to make the better choices mm. that just reinforce that I'm healthy. I'm strong. I, my weight is falling off. I am the perfect weight. I am creating the perfect weight, my, the body that I, I, I love that I deserve the weight that I was meant to be um, the, the food that gives me the most amount of fuel and strength and the best sleep and the most energy. And, um, those thoughts and beliefs come more easily to you. Mm. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh, this was such a great conversation. I love that you're doing this. I love that you're able to guide people towards their own incredible health transformations by just unlocking their subconscious and allowing those old beliefs to be released and implanting and embedding the new ones. So thank you for everything that you're doing in this world. I'm so grateful we got this conversation today. How can people get a hold of you moving forward to, to book a session? Me too. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your show. And um, yeah, I am on Instagram at Karen Stanley Coaching. And then my website is createtodaytherapy.com. Um, I really, I, that's my dream and my wish for everybody to, to create the life that they really want and just free themselves from anything that's keeping them from creating the joyful, beautiful, wonderful life that everybody deserves. And I can't thank you enough. I'm so grateful for, for being here today and being on your show. Thank you, Renata. Thank you so much.